Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Latinx Influencers, the top chismes, top trending topics, and everything you need to know about your favorite Latinx influencer and celebrity. You find it here. I'm your host, Yesenia Garcia. I can piss up. All right, guys, you know, sometimes I think that a lot of the stuff that goes trending on the internet, for example, like the whole Kanye West allegedly running for president, I think it's like something that just wants to distract us of what's really going on, even though the COVID-19 is not something that we can forget, but I think it's some sort of a, a distraction. So that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. But before we get there, there's somebody who I would like to introduce because you guys are going to be listening to him along with me on every episode moving forward. His name is Sergio Arrellano. He's a business owner, a school board member a combat veteran he does a little bit of everything and he's new to the valley so help me welcome Sergio to this podcast thanks Sergio thank you so much oh my gosh Yesenia that was a great introduction <laughs> honestly I've been following you for years and uh, oh. when you put out the casting call I said you know what let me give it a try and so here we are I'm glad that I made the audition and uh, yeah to introduce myself a little bit more to the folks I was born and raised in Tucson Arizona I joined the army at the age of 17 and uh, I ended up serving 10 and a half years and had to retire because of uh, injuries sustained in Iraq. And ever since then, my passion has been to advocate for veterans and wounded warriors. And I have gotten really involved in the community and I became a school board member because I didn't like the direction that my school was headed in. And I have uh, four beautiful kids. They are aged nine. Oh, well, seven is my youngest girl, then nine, another girl, and then a 13-year-old boy and a 17-year-old boy. So I have a lot to look out for in education. And I got involved. And here we are talking about topics that matter to us, that affect uh, us as Latinos, and that really should be talked about to help shape the future and what we look forward to for our children and for generations to come. So thank you so much for having me here. Most definitely. And thank you for your service. And thank you for being our new commentator for Latinx Influencers. I am super stoked about this, honestly. I like just want to have somebody to talk with. You know, I'm always talking and I'm always trying to answer my own questions. So I'm so glad that I finally have someone that can join me and discuss these topics that you say are so important to the community. So you served in Iraq for many years and you said that you had an injury. Yes, yes. So I was involved in a roadside explosion uh, in Iraq in wow. September of... Actually, no, I deployed in September of 2003 out to Iraq, and I was there till December of 2004, so pretty much a year and some change out in Ramadi, Iraq. I served in the 1st and the 16th Infantry Division, and so basically when I joined in 2001, we literally got attacked September 11th, 2001, and right. it was all training from there. I got to go see, you know, I, I was stationed in Fort Benning, Georgia, then Fort Irwin, California, and then I ended up deploying out of Fort Riley, Kansas, with the Big Red One out there. And so there was a lot of, as, as you saw in the news, and 
if you saw in the news the fight for Ramadi, the fight for Fallujah, Habania, I was in every one of those major conflicts with my unit. And so we saw a lot of action on the floor. And as, as, as a lot of us see and felt and heard, but we're not immune to attacks. And so a roadside bomb exploded and uh, really rocked my world. Uh, ended up with uh, hearing issues, uh, uh, back issues. I was thrown from the Humvee. I landed on basically like my neck, uh, back area. I heard my back pop. I lost consciousness. Uh, it was really, it was really hazy <laughs> for a while. I can only imagine. And, and so I felt, uh, you know, I just felt people grabbing at me, and I didn't know what the heck was going on. And you come to, and there's a firefight going on, and it was just, um, it was very interesting. And so, yeah, I uh, mean, um, I only obviously I only see about this stuff when it's on the news or from movies, honestly. But I, I've always wondered what goes in your mind. Or just what are your thoughts or what were your thoughts while you were over there serving at a such a crucial time? Most definitely. You know what you feel is because uh, I was 17 when I joined. So you're still a kid. Right. You think what, what was running through my mind, even when I was in Kuwait, which was a staging area prior to going uh, into Baghdad. When I was in Kuwait, I still didn't feel it was real. Like uh, I didn't. I didn't know what to expect. They were, they were uh, putting us on the helicopters to get ready to mobilize and go. And I felt fear. I really did. Even though in the infantry you get trained, you get trained mentally, physically, and, and you know, they, they have you so that you're an efficient machine for the army. They do not teach you how to deal with those stressors. And so I literally told my sergeant that I was scared. And as, you know, as it is in the infantry, you're a wuss. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're scared or you're a conscientious objector or, you know, and they made you feel bad about it. Like I literally got yelled at. Mm -hmm. I got, I got put in the, in the pushup position because I was having second thoughts. Like I really got punished for yeah. saying that I'm scared. And when we arrived into Ramadi via helicopter, it was a, a it was a uh, nighttime, and I thought it was going to be like the movies, you know, gunfights and get off the chopper and people are going to get shot and everything else. But it wasn't all that bad. Um, a convoy came and picked us up. We took over an abandoned schoolhouse and set up shop with no light, no water, no electricity. And you really appreciate what you have out here <laughs> uh, when you don't have anything out there. And so it was scary at first. Then you get used to it. And um, you do get meaner. I'll tell yeah. you, the longer you're out in in sector, the longer you're out in battle, your attitude changes and you get meaner and meaner and meaner. And so the army does not deal with that either. The military does not help you unwind when you come back home. And so I had to deal with all those stressors for multiple years multiple years it took about five to seven years for me to recover and get back on my feet and be a productive member of society 
And so look at where we're at now. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm so glad that you're much better now and that you found your way back to, I guess, civilization. And, you know, out of those mental thoughts that, could, that I can only imagine are extremely hard to deal with. But hey, I'm super stoked to have you on and be a commentator for this podcast. And I know everybody else is going to welcome you with open arms as well. But today we're talking about something that it's honestly, in my opinion, it's a little too crazy. Um, Kanye West causing some controversy over the weekend with his first presidential rally. Honestly, when these when he came out saying that he was running, I was like, wait, what? Like, first off, it's too late to run. And second, what? Like, <laughs> I know. I mean, like, is it a publicity stunt? Right. Is it real? Is are they in cahoots together with the president? Right, or they're such good friends, apparently. Sure. All of a sudden. Yeah, I, I, I just don't get it. See, this is my thing. Um, I'm not saying this guy is not um, a smart person. I think he is. I mean, to be where, he, where he's at right now, he has to be talented, obviously, and smart. But to be smart to run a country is a whole different thing. Like, it doesn't, it, you can't just say, oh, you know, I have these morals or the, this mentality that I am such a motivator and blah, blah, blah. But that doesn't mean that you can become president. Well, and what the heck makes him feel he's qualified? I'm sorry, you're, I mean, for all intents and purposes, not to demean rappers or anybody in the music industry, but you got to have a little bit more background, I think, um, in order to try and run a nation. And what it seems like and what it feels like to me, Yesenia, is uh, people that have money get a pass. Uh-huh. They just get a pass. Like the people that are working hard on the ground, that are actual voices for the community, that are people that are engaged, that want to really make a difference, they they don't get looked at because they don't have the millions and millions of dollars that it takes to get that visibility. And then anybody with money can just come in and pretty much buy their way in and they get a pass. Right. And then not only that, I think with this is also the fame. Like I get it. Like he's obviously extremely famous. I mean, he's a celebrity. But like you said, that doesn't qualify him to run a country. I mean, just look at the history from all the other presidents. They have started from the bottom up in this career that made them qualify to run a country or possibly run a country. So what, like you said, what makes him think that he can do it just because of his money, his power within the community? I don't follow too much into what Kanye West does. To be honest, I'm not like a huge fan of his music or anything like that. And though, honestly, I'm gonna be straight up, straight up honest. The only reason why I know Kanye West and, and some of his music um, is because of Kim Kardashian. I do follow Kim Kardashian. I'm gonna <laughs> say that. And, and I'm not trying to like push anybody down from their dreams. I'm I'm all for going for your dreams and following your dreams and doing everything you can to get there. But to get there requires, like I said, this like starting your career from the bottom making your way there to make you qualify to run a country. I mean, that's that's huge. At least start there. Uh, I mean, who's to say that he doesn't have great ideas, okay? I, I'm not saying that he would be a total disaster at all for those Kanye West fans out there. But at the same time, you bring a lot of point and reasoning to the fact that what are the needs on the local level? Like, do you even know what a gallon of milk costs? You know, right. are you that in touch? Like, I know what a gallon of milk costs. I'm sure you do. Because right. we're still in touch. We haven't lost that touch. But on his level, I mean, 
I've talked to people that are running for higher offices, Yesenia, at times, and you ask them, hey, what does a, a carton of eggs cost or a gallon of milk? And they'll say, oh, I don't, you know, I leave that to my maid or my housekeeper. That's a total turnoff. Yeah, you definitely have to be in connection with your community, know what everybody is going through or, or what they could possibly be going through, what your people could possibly be going through to put yourself in that situation where it's like, okay, this is what we have to do to help these people in these ways. Now, do you think Latinos would be willing to vote for this guy just to vote the current president out? You know what? I'm not going to say no, because when President Donald Trump was running, I used to say, no, he's not going to make it. Like, he doesn't have any experience in running a country. He doesn't have that experience. I said the same thing. (laughs) And nowadays, it's like, holy crap, like... He's her president. So um, I'm not going to say no, Kanye West would not be our president because it comes down to the people. And sadly, you never know what people are going to vote with or you know what I'm saying? Like Kanye West already has a bunch of petitions that allowed him to submit himself in some ballots. Like we know that some states already closed it and he didn't meet the deadline. But if he gets like enough petitions or signups he may or may not end up in some of these ballots now will that put him in for like running for president i doubt it like i said i'm not gonna say no i doubt it but like i said you just never know because it comes down to the people and a lot of people are just not in the right place when it comes to voting for certain things and i'm not saying like people that voted for trump are not in the right place like granted i have my own opinions but to vote for somebody like Kanye West, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not about who and who he is and his background and all of that. It's about the knowledge that a person would have to run a country, nothing else. It's solely based on the experience that he would have to run a country. Most definitely. And then, uh, and so the number, believe it or not, I was reading an article prior um, to actually getting on the show. I saw that in the remaining states where he can uh, get qualified to be on the ballot, there are approximately 300 plus delegates that he can win still. So there is still a shot for him, but can he mobilize it quickly enough and get the people around him to get those signatures? And, and that's, that's the real question. Um, but if he does make it, who the heck knows what he makes it as? I mean, the guy just registered to vote literally, um, this year. Like, where, why would he want to run if he just registered to vote? That, I mean, me as an outsider, and maybe I'm judging a little bit, that just comes off as somebody who is doing it for vanity um, because they just got into this. They, they just started, you know, having some, oh, now I want to know about this or I want to know about that. I mean, maybe not. Maybe he has kept up with precedencies and all of that. But it's like, if you just register to vote, so to me that tells me that you, that this is something new to you. Definitely. I encourage our listeners and our Latinos out there to really do their research uh, before they vote and hear out. Yes, please. Basically hear out the candidates, look at their profiles, look at their history. It's all out there. They're public. You know, they're they're people putting themselves out in the public. So just do your research. Yeah. And I know that there are some people who don't follow up with 
the candidates that are running for whichever position until the last minute when they have to send and cast in their votes. But it's like yeah. even at that point, before you cast in your vote, just do some Googling. Just do some research so that you know for sure that that's the person that you want to vote for. It's very important that you do that. Okay, so on Sunday at this rally in South Carolina, you watched that video, right? Because it's, it's all over the internet. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> there are several things that the judge in me was like, he's not doing this, he's not doing that. So obviously, um, he had no mic. And because he had no mic, he probably didn't, he was like, I can't wear a mask because I don't have a mic, right? Correct. But to me, it's like, <laughs> here we are. You know, this issue that we have in the whole world uh, with COVID-19 and you're at a rally, not wearing a mic. I get it. You're trying to, like, speak to these people, but you could wear a mic under your mouth cover and and protect yourself and everyone around there. And when he when I was listening to that, to that rally, like I said, in my mind, I was just like, I don't think this guy knows what he's talking about. And I hate to sound this way. I hate to like just say all these bad things about him. Like I said, it doesn't come back to the to who he is. It, like I said, this is just solely based on his experience to run for president. He also touched up on some history with black people. And there are some people on Twitter that say that whoever doesn't understand what Kanye West was referring to in this is because they have like a small mentality and they don't see what he's trying to say. So they say that Kanye was referring to black people still being under whites, meaning the racial discrimination in our country like still goes on. What do you think about that? Well, I'm not going to tell you that the society, there isn't racism in society because there still is. Um, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I know several Latinos <laughs> that are racist, oh, yeah. uh, but they, they do it more jokingly than than seriously. But at the same time, I think uh, there is some under, underlying racism across the spectrum. Now, that being said, look who our first African-American president was. I mean, if the nation yeah. truly was racist, we would not have elected Barack Obama. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not like super into politics, to be honest. But then again, it's like, I'm pretty sure that there was a lot of people who didn't want Barack Obama as president as much as there was a lot of people who didn't want Donald Trump. So I think that the racism here in our country is still extremely bad and nothing has been done to change it in any way because it comes down to the person itself. It is obviously, it comes down from like government and all that, but... It comes down to each person as an individual to change their mentality and know that every human is a human for who they are and not based on what they look like or their race or ethnicity. Most definitely. But unfortunately, in our community, you know, we are an impoverished community. The Latinos are affected by the way that we are observed and viewed and treated. I mean, it takes a uh, it takes a lot for us to get out of the neighborhood where other privileged people have put us in. Right. Yeah. And and if we don't look out for each other and help each other up, then we're never going to escape that viewpoint. The viewpoint that they have of us Latinos is basically that we're fit for gardening, for housekeeping, for maid service, for for child care. Um, but they don't see us having the ability to be big earners and millionaires like 
we have a Latino here in the state of Arizona that's a billionaire, the owner of Carvana. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, he's 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 from the hood, just like us. But he was smart enough to position himself and maneuver and take a vision and run with it and become a billionaire. Yeah. But unfortunately, we're we're put in this hole and we're not viewed as anything else. And so there is there is that type of classism that still exists in the United States. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think the other to add to that too. It's sad. There's nothing wrong with being a gardener or a maid or anything like that. You know, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. Do it. But if you want to do more, then you need to get out there and do more. Now, that's easier said than done when you're a Latino and you have all these fears about being in this country and the racism and all of that. Because I know that firsthand. You know, growing up with immigrant immigrant parents, there's a lot of things that my parents didn't do because of fear of stepping outside of the house or because mm -hmm. of fear of of, you know, what will a white person say? Yes. And you know what? I still have that fear. The other day we went to, actually this past weekend, my family and I, we went to the creek. And this is how sad it is that my mind, even though I'm this person that is like, I'm an Athena and I'm proud and I'm going to show everyone that it doesn't matter what ethnicity you are, that you can own the person that you are and get ahead in this world without caring what the other person will say or think of you because of the color of your skin or anything like that. But we were at the creek this weekend and um, there's, there's a lot of, you know, Mexican families that go up to the creek in Sedona and yeah. they were playing banda really loud. And so there's, you know, white people, black people, Mexican people, and they were playing banda really loud. And here's the sad thing that came through my mind. I was like, I wonder what these white people are thinking about this music. <laughs> and then I was like, why the hell do I care what they're thinking about our music? I should sure. be playing it too. Yeah. I bet, you the, I bet you they were dancing, though. Let's be real. I mean, that, that stuff is addicting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they were. They were sitting right next to them. So um, obviously they didn't mind it. But like I said, it's that... You know, it's sad. It's sad that I sometimes think like that because growing up, my parents were always like, don't do this, don't do that because, you know, we don't want to attract attention or this or that. And it's it's freaking sad. Well, and you see it with younger generations here of Latinos where they don't even speak Spanish. Yeah. Se nos perdió la habilidad de hablar español. We lost it Tristemente, because yeah. of segregation, of, of opinion of other races and the way they look down on Latinos. So much so that our parents decided to just only teach English to their kids. And so now you have our generations, right? Our millennials and so on and so forth. They can't really speak Spanish. They can't communicate with others. And unfortunately it's it's a part of the culture that's that's being lost because of fear of how they were perceived or the racism they encountered with their experiences here in the Americas. Yes, and it's our responsibility to now teach our children the language, the culture, and teach them that it's okay to be who they are, to embrace who they are, and to show everybody that there's all these different cultures and it's so beautiful to have all this diversity. Um, and just let them know that they can be whoever they want to be and not be afraid of being that person. That's our responsibility as parents and as Latinos in this country. So going back to Kanye West, um, he tweeted on Monday, actually. So the day after his rally, 
that Kim, his wife, was trying to fly him to Wyoming with a doctor to lock him up because he, you know, said about them trying to have an abortion with North. Can you imagine what Kim was thinking? She was probably so shocked that he would say something like that because even though the Kardashians are, you know, have the reality show, I feel like they keep so much private. I was super shocked to hear that. Yep. I mean, it's not something you really want to broadcast to the world, um, but he's using it as posturing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's posturing to let the people know, hey, I'm pro-life because, you know, I did this and then I regretted it. And I, I hate to speculate into that type of stuff. Their decision is their decision. Me, myself, I'm pro-life, but, you know, I'm not going to impose how I feel. You know, I'm not going to yeah. impose my will on you. Right. You are your own person and you're responsible for what you do. But having done this, I mean, poor Kim Kardashian, now she's out there and now she's got to, you know, She's going to take a lot of heat, especially from those women that are that feel very strongly about abortion. Um, I, I don't think it's something you do for posturing. That's just too public, too private. I, it's too, I was shocked. Yeah, it's definitely too private. I was shocked, too, because um, even though he said that it was that that decision of abortion was solely on him and that Kim obviously didn't want anything to do with it. And that's why Northy is here. Um, but like you said, that's still private and you shouldn't have used that. I think what he was trying to do is be transparent with the people. I would be livid if my husband said something that as a couple, we're like, this is between you and I. I'm pretty sure the presidents and their spouses have have private stuff that they just don't share that's what a, you know in a marriage there's certain things that you just don't share so the there's a report from people that say that kim is obviously mad about him talking about this and then in the actual rally he also like threw out you know if kim were to divorce me after this or something like that he knows she's mad yeah yeah it's I I just you know what I'm gonna do I'm just gonna pray for this for this family. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know the public the public the public persona the pressures of the public cause people to do sensational things. Maybe maybe it's his strategy. I I, I don't know. Would he have made the headlines had he said something different? Probably. Um. Did he get more coverage? Yeah, he did. Yeah. But what's he putting? What's he risking? What's he putting at stake? You know, I don't Kim is her own woman. Let's be real. Yeah. She's got the money. She's got the influence, the funds, the intellect and the wherewithal to do whatever she wants. She really doesn't need Kanye. Exactly. So the guy better play his he better play his marbles right or he's going to lose them all. Yeah. And like you say, like he's putting all of this on the table. And I mean, I give him that. But if he was 100% sure that he wanted to do this, and I don't think he is. And the reason why I don't think he is is because in another tweet, he says, I'm going to focus on the music now. Hashtag, there's another tweet that he said, hashtag 2020 vision or maybe 24. I guess black people are supposed to vote on Biden? Question mark. Y'all want me to run or nah? So that doesn't sound like he's 100% sure that he wants to run. Granted, if he can or not run for these, you know, next four years. But I don't, like I said, I don't think he, he even knows if he wants to do it or not. Well, I'll tell you what, as, uh, as we're talking, there was an update 
that says he made the ballot in Illinois. How many um, other ballots do you think he has made? Uh, apparently, this is probably the first one as an independent candidate. Okay, well, I mean, there's one. You know, yesterday I went on to Twitter and Facebook and asked some people if they were, if I asked some Latinos if they were to vote for Kanye West, if they were to make, you know, the ballots. And out of all of my votes, 100% said no. Really? 100% said no. Go on my Twitter, you guys, Yesenia LG underscore, and everyone said no. Oh my gosh, I, I did not expect that. I yep. expected that it would be at least 50-50. Nope. There's still 10 hours left on this poll, but so <laughs> far, 100% said no. So, and according to the exit polls analyzed by the Pew Research Center, guess how many or what percent of Latinos voted for Trump? I would say 18%. Close, 28%. Wow. Yes. And you know, the article said it's not a big number, but to me, that's a really big number for Latinos voting for Trump after everything that he said. It's definitely big. To put it into context, let's just take the state of Arizona, okay? When you want to break it down by percentage. Okay. Um, and if you look at the majority of the state, it's a breakdown of all races. Latinos in the state of Arizona make up 28% of the state. Okay. So we have 7 million people in the state. And that's how you break it down. Okay. You got 28%. So you're looking at a good portion of the majority of the population. Believe it or not, we are the majority in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And Latinos out there, we're growing and growing. And we will be the majority soon enough. Yes, we will. And I hope that moving forward, Latinos will vote for someone who will care for the people. But in the meantime, this article that I was telling you about that came out with a 28% of people who voted for Trump say that that number is actually higher now at 30%. Wow. So <laughs> that just and goes to show. I see that. I don't, you know, some people don't like them. Some people do. It's just. What do they look at? It'd be interesting to see what the Latinos base their decision off of. Is it the economy? Is it jobs? Is it his? It's not his rhetoric. It can't be. Right. I mean, but I don't know. I, we're in different areas of the community. Like, if you speak against, um, let's just say you speak against the Latino or immigration in general, you'll be shunned from from the neighborhood. Like, the family will shun you. Right. So. I have no idea what what the context was on the survey, but it's interesting. Yeah, that's definitely right. surprising. Yeah, I honestly, when I saw that number, I was like, "What the hell?" Like, that's a really high number, even though the article says it's not. That's a really high number for Latinos voting for Trump. I guess we'll see, Sergio. We'll see how all this comes out. Um, like I said, you know what it was. What? I know what it was. It's Papi Trump's stimulus. <laughs> I was going to say something like that. <laughs> oh, Aside man. from the good things he's doing, right? Um, uh, I mean, the, the handling of, of, of the nation and, and stuff like that. Uh, I, you saw, I don't know if you saw the memes. My WhatsApp filled up with Papi Trump. I was like to Papi Trump and the stimulus and stuff yeah. like that. So that could have been it. It's sad, man. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, at this point, I don't know. I... I 
I will not say, no, he won't be our president for the next four years. I won't say Kanye might not. Um, because after he, after Trump became president, I was like, I, you can't say that anymore because anything is possible for real. Anything is possible. So I think there, it, I mean, imagine the fiasco of Kanye West debating Donald Trump. Right. And Joe Biden. Like <laughs> I, if they, if people don't take politics seriously now, I doubt they ever will after this happens. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it's it, just the career in politics. I, I, I would assume that it, it comes from a long start. It, it, it doesn't happen overnight. I cannot relate. It'd be interesting to see the rest of your poll and the results. Um, so I would go to Yesenia's Twitter and vote yeah. there. For yeah. those of you that are tu- that are tuning in to us and just see what the outcome is. And it'd be awesome to see a, a large scale poll of Latinos that do they even care that Kanye's running? Yeah, that's and how does a that affect question. us? Yeah. And that's the thing is that it does affect us. It affects everyone. Whether it's Trump or, or, or Kanye or Joe Biden or whoever. I hope they do take into consideration how we are becoming the majority, how we are a force to be reckoned with, all the buying power that comes from Latinos, and that uh, a lot of our Latinos do stand up yeah. and do the research. Yeah. And uh, and that's very important, yeah. you guys. For those listening, please do sign up to vote, register to vote if you haven't. Do your research before casting in your votes and use use your votes you guys it's very important that we vote for who is going to be elected in our country because it does affect us and it can't impact our future so elections have consequences yep all right everyone remember to hit subscribe wherever you are tuning in from you guys download this episode hit us up on our social media platforms Instagram is Latinx Influencers Podcast. And my Instagram, my personal Instagram is at YesenialG underscore. Sergio, let everybody know what your Instagram handle is. Instagram handle is Sergio5941. Also, Twitter handle is the same at Sergio5941. Please reach out. Any comments, any feedback. I would love to incorporate it into our upcoming shows. And uh, Yesenia, you've been an excellent co-host. Thank you so much for allowing me to be on this show. It's an honor. Thank you, Sergio, and welcome to Latinx Influencers. Everybody else, you guys, stay safe out there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.